Hello and welcome to Coexisting. It's 2020, and due to the coronavirus making its way across the world, we find our towns and cities in lockdown in an effort to slow the pandemic. Quite apart from the COVID headlines filling our screens, I was curious to hear how people were living day to day. So, I asked the same eight questions to people in different countries to get a glimpse of their lives during their version of Shelter at Home. The questions I ask cover life right now as that person is living it. What day of shelter are you on? What are the rules in place? What is it like in the streets where you live? What practical advice has helped you at this time? What is your most memorable moment? And what would you say to someone who is feeling low today? It's part information, part human story archive, but mainly trying to get an uplifting bent on this insane situation we find ourselves in. And at the same time, preserving these memories in audio. Memories that will, in a very few short months, be forgotten. So, plug in those headphones or that speaker, grab a cup of tea or a glass of the good stuff and take a seat. This is Coexisting. Hello, my name is Jana and I live in Cambridge. I have spent most of my working life here, but I have also spent quite a lot of it outside, particularly in Russia, which is my speciality. I'm by training and by profession, I'm a Russian historian. At this moment, I am retired officially, but actually also continuing to work at the university, which is really lovely. So I do as much work as I really want to do. I'm sitting in my study. It's kind of meant to be a place for work, but at the moment it's a bit of a mess. I have a gorgeous view out of the window because today has been so beautifully sunny and at this moment we're having an absolutely glorious sunset. So if I look to the right, I see trees with the sky behind them. And one of the trees, which is the most amusing tree that I can see, was planted as a Christmas tree in something like 1950. And it's now really, really tall. So this extraordinary tree is like a mountain. And every time I look at it, I think about the fact that one of my neighbours has lived here ever since she was born. It's amazingly quiet at the moment. I can't hear anything because of the coronavirus. Normally I would hear at least some distant traffic and occasionally even some aeroplanes, but it's extraordinarily silent. I mean, you can hear a few birds, but because it's evening, it's only very few that you can hear. In the mornings, it's quite noisy, beautifully noisy that lovely sound and it's that is a kind of feeling I had this morning when I was looking out and there was this blackbird sitting there taking no notice of me at all and I had this feeling that we're being taken over by the wildlife in a very nice way. I started self-isolation on the 5th of March because I had a cough. At that point we didn't have any sort of general instructions not to go out. And by the time I realised 
or I knew that the cough had gone, of course, isolation became fairly obligatory for everybody. So it's about a month now. There's some moments at the beginning, which were that thing of really trying to understand what self-isolation means and realising that I just, I'd never had any experience of it. So I couldn't really do it. I kept saying to people, come over. And so then I'd say, oh, my God, I'm not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to be coming here. So that was one thing. And then I, it kind of grew on me that this was a really life-changing experience, not just for myself but the people around me. Because I'm a historian, I kept thinking of historical parallels and thinking it is kind of what it must have been like in the past, but it isn't because we've all got these electronic things. I mean, everybody says that. But there is something quite extraordinary about the fact that you and I are communicating at this moment, but we're not communicating. I can't hold your hand, I can't give you a kiss. And that bit I was very conscious of. Actually, on several occasions when my son came and I just so wanted to hug him and I couldn't and that's, it's hard. And I kept thinking also whenever I get photographs of my grandchildren, my one and only desire is to give them a kiss, to hold that little foot kiss it all over and I can't do that and it's every photograph just makes me very happy but also a little bit sad in a way that I didn't feel before but on the other hand it's made me aware far more I think than I had been before how much I want to live I really do care that I don't catch this bloody thing and die I mean there have been so many kind offers from neighbours and there have been several manifestations of the fact that people can be decent and nice to each other in times of crisis and that's been amazing and it's been lovely. I have a neighbour who she has underlying illnesses so she shouldn't go out at all. You know so many people have come round to ask know how she is and does she need anything and so on it's it's been really lovely people have asked me as well and I'm kind of I have a not a very simple response because on the one hand I realize I'm asked because I think I'm really old (laughs) which I didn't think before (laughs) but on the other hand of course I think it's incredibly kind (laughs) I suppose the only practical tip I can say is even though it's lovely to see things on Facebook. One can have too much electronics. And I really am feeling already that I get far more tired from having to talk like this than I do from just an ordinary conversation. So I think I'm going to ration my online presence. It's been absolutely lovely learning how to clean a Persian carpet and realising that it looks so much more beautiful than I thought it did, because, in fact, all these years it hadn't been properly cleaned. I have a very nice Persian friend. We originally met because of the dog. And, of course, it's really hard for her because her family is in Iran. 
She's been very badly hit, but she doesn't know enough about what's happening. Anyway, I said to her, she said, that's a lovely carpet. It needs cleaning. And I said, how do I clean it? I, I hoover it. And she said, no, that's not what cleaning a person carpet And then she explained it to me. And of course, to clean a Persian carpet would take far more than I could manage. But one of the things she told me was that tea leaves, if you put tea leaves on the carpet, after you've obviously hoovered it, and leave it there, then clean the tea leaves off with a brush, it will look completely different. And I thought, that's really strange, because I thought, you know, the carpet... It will look brown, but actually it looks beautiful. And all the, the bright colours, the blues and the reds and so on, they're all, they've all come out. And there's a little kind of corner. I haven't done much else yet. I know that at some point before this event is over, I should really do the whole of the carpet. But it's kind of almost nice to have the clean corner, just to be reminded how beautiful it could possibly look if I ever did the rest. I mean, it, it's been amazing that this thing, at least as far as we're concerned in England, is that it's happening in the spring. And so, you know, even though you listen to the news and so on, you can't get rid of that feeling of hope, of something really beautiful happening outside. I mean, if there is a message, I suppose it is be grateful for what you have, which I really feel much more so now probably than I did before. And just be so happy that there are some lovely things to look at and to see. You know, the things that I used to kind of get my joys from were quite often like watching films or reading books. Now I really get a great high from just walking outside and listening to the sound of the birds and and seeing things growing, it's amazing. Yeah, so it's quite sentimental. But, you know, one of the things that really I have become very conscious and I would say is don't tell people what how they should react. Get people a chance to discover what they want to do in this time. It kept appearing, and you know, be a new student, you know, write that book or do this. And I think, I don't want to be told what to do. And I don't want to tell anybody what to do. I want them to be as able to appreciate the world around them as circumstances allow them and never to feel guilty if they don't. Thank you for listening to Coexisting. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear the story unfold, I would be grateful if you could share this with a friend and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. That way that many more people will find us.